Hello, and welcome to the Fathering Project podcast. Kathy Gapaya here, and joining me on our podcast series, Figuring It Out Together, is Michelle Mitchell. Tonight, she'll help us to unpack the journey of raising tween and teen girls as we continue our series for this month, Raising Girls. Michelle is an award-winning speaker and best-selling parenting author. Some of her books include Parenting Teenage Girls in the Age of New Normal, What Teenage Girls Don't Tell Their Parents, and has recently released two new books for boys and girls, A Girl's Guide to Puberty and A Guy's Guide to Puberty. She's been termed the teenage expert by the media and is sought after for her compassionate and grounded advice for parenting tweens and teens. Michelle started her career as a teacher, but soon discovered a special interest in well-being. She left teaching in 2000 to found Youth Excel, a boutique health promotion charity, which delivered tailor-made life skills programs and psychological services to thousands of young people and their families. Today, she uses her experience to write and speak in schools, community events, and through media. Michelle, welcome. We're thrilled to have you with us tonight. I'm so happy to be here. I've known of your um, program for a long time and crossed paths with it from different times over the last 20 years, and this is a thrill. Thank you so much. Uh, Now, Michelle, you know that uh, before we get started, it's traditional to ask what you're cooking for dinner tonight. Are you the cook at home? I am. My husband's a terrible cook. So if he ever tries to be very sweet and say, I'll cook tonight, it's normally like, you know, no thanks. It's it's all good. You know, we can get (laughs) takeaway or... (laughs) So Perfect. I'm very organized tonight. I've got a crock pot on and I've got a 22-year-old and a 19-year-old that are coming and going. So they're going to, you know, grab dinner on the run and it will be there whenever anyone needs it. Oh, fantastic. That sounds absolutely yummy. It's um, it's that kind of crock pot weather as well now we're getting to, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's we're... amazing how cold it is. <laughs> I know it is. It's getting cold there now. Um, so we're having um, burgers and uh, looking very much forward to that. My boys love burgers. They love making burgers. They love cooking meat. Anything with meat involved in it is what they love. It's so good and it's so easy, isn't it, as well? So, yeah, we often do that, um, you know, pizza, lasagna or burgers for Friday nights, which is great. <laughs> Michelle, let me um, launch straight into, you know, the first question. I know our listeners are keen to get your thoughts and insights on the teen and tween girls. As a parent and especially a father, raising a teenage girl can be one of the hardest jobs I think, um, you know, they have to do. It seems as though one day they love us and the next day they barely speak to us and shut themselves in their room. Do you have some tips to help us better engage with our daughters when they go into recluse mode? Oh, my goodness. There's no easy or foolproof strategy to relating to teenage girls, isn't there? One, what works one day can be so different than what works the next. And I think sometimes that puts dads off trying. It just becomes really hard. And I'm surprised at how many dads tend to avoid kind of stepping into their girls' worlds and they might leave it to their partner because the sheer intensity sometimes of girls' emotions just becomes too much for them to handle. But when our girls go into recluse mode or sometimes what dads term the moody mode, I want dads to know that most times she's actually just trying to soothe her own really intense emotions. She's trying to regulate herself. And you need to give her time to do that, but balance it out by your relationship 
with her, being part of her, being able to regulate those moods. And if I can give dad any tips, it'll just be anything that boosts those positive neurochemicals, like getting her moving or walking, walking the dog with her, getting her involved, helping her feel like she needs and she's needed and belongs in the house. Even if she rolls her eyes at being needed to help, you know, unpack the dishwasher, getting her talking because emotions always demand movement. So the more we can get movement of those sort of difficult emotions, the better. And just simply showing interest. I mean, even if it means that you tap on her door and she gives you a go away, she at least knows that you've cared and you've made an effort and you've shown up. That's it, isn't it? Being there for them and letting them take what they need at particular times in their lives. That's very sound advice. Teen girls and mood swings go hand in hand. And I know you've stated that some teen girls have gone so far as telling you that they feel deeply ashamed about their impossible to control emotional outbursts. You mentioned that some even begin to feel uncomfortable in their own skin, even estranged as they morph into an unfamiliar person. What can we do as parents and especially fathers to help protect our teen girls from developing fixed and negative thoughts about themselves? Yeah, during those really intense times, it can feel like a hurricane that's passing through them and it leaves destruction in its past. And after those moods have passed, girls kind of look around and they feel like they've destroyed so many things that are precious to them. And that can actually... Um, cause girls a lot of pain and a lot of shame and they can actually feel that kind of deep embarrassment for the flip the lid moments that happen in our house but it's how we handle those moments caddy that i feel like dads have such a big part to play in their crazy often wants to recruit our crazy so the moment we start flying off the handle too, and sometimes it's because we're attempting to put a lid on their emotional outbursts and we're attempting to contain it. But I've seen seen so many dads particularly probably try and raise their voice or use their physical body to dominate what's happening. And, you know, that often is how boys have grown up and dealt with conflict. But now they're in a fight or a, or a conflict with their girl and the same strategies don't work. You know, a win on the tennis court or the sporting field is not the same as a win at home. And you might temporarily squash an emotion, but at what cost? And no one wins when we dominate things. So being really careful about the names we call our girls in those moments, you know, stupid, what's wrong with you? You know, you're even, even your little sister behaves better than you. And it's those harsh words and that shaming that I think girls really internalize. I think girls need the safety of their dad to be really consistent, even when they're flipping their lid. It's very sound advice and very difficult to maintain, actually, to be to stay grounded and stable when somebody else is not. Yeah, we've got to bring the calm sometimes in a way that our kids just can't. They're relying on us to do that. And I guess a really good question for us, for us to ask ourselves is, how do we want a partner to treat them one day? Would we be okay with a partner reacting to them like this? And what would be our ideal response from their partner one day? And I feel like so much of our relationship with our girls in our homes is, is modeling what a healthy relationship should look like. And 
What are the top three things you believe tween and teen girls need from their father? As you were saying, when they're flipping their lid, they need calm. But Mm. what are the top three things? Maybe I can answer this by talking about my relationship with my own father. I had a very engaged father who was very kind and generous with himself. And there's some things I feel like he gave me that have really shaped who I am as a woman. And the first one is just this real unshakable, I think, just sense of self-belief. There was no superiority in our conversations. There wasn't anything that he thought he could do that I couldn't do or have a go at. Um, In fact, I think at times my dad invested in my talent and almost admired some things that I could do that he couldn't do. And that has been such a precious thing to me. He never brought up the gender issue as a problem that I needed to solve. You know, he, I was blissfully unaware that a lot of women felt inferior to men until I was in university and had a, I guess, a broader outlook on the world. And so I've never struggled with it because I think I feel like I've had such a compatible relationship with my dad that was built on respect and empathy and such a lot of kindness. My dad not only cheered me on, but he would do girl things with me. He would take me shopping. What dad takes their girls shopping? And literally he would sit on a bench outside the shop and just wait for me to do my thing and and spend time with me in the car. And it wasn't about me spending time with him. It was about him stepping into my world. And I was so privileged to have that in my life. I'm so grateful. Sounds like a wonderful relationship you had with your father. I think um, respecting them and stepping into their world seems to be a big one. And as you say, empathy comes with both of those, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And it it takes self-discipline to do that. My dad always tells me, you know, great families aren't just, they don't just happen, Michelle. They take a lot of hard work. And I know my dad spent a lot of time in the car and still does. And he sees it as a way of um, spending time communicating and bonding with each of his grandchildren and and still us as his children. We often say that actually in our um, work that um, driving your kids around is a wonderful opportunity to talk shoulder Mm -hmm. to shoulder. Yeah. Without stress and tension being there. So it's a great thing. Lots of our dads um, make a point now of driving their kids everywhere (laughs) just for the opportunity to talk to them. That's right. And it's non-confronting for dads too. And there's not necessarily an agenda attached to it. And just the ability to choose a playlist together and just mindlessly sit for a while together can can be a really important part of a relationship too. It doesn't always have to be about talking, talking, talking. It's about showing up and being there. Yes. Um, over your career, you've spoken with thousands of teenage girls. What are the re- reoccurring everyday troubles you seem to hear from them and how can we help as parents? Yeah, look, there's one that surfaces constantly, Caddy, and and that's the insecurity around their social status and their friendships. It's just hands down the dominant issue. But there's a few things that I guess are sub-layers to that and their body image is one of them. And a lot of girls feel like they can't be popular unless they look beautiful or they look pretty or they, they, they fit into that kind of socially constructed view of beauty. And their biggest fear, girls, is often that their body will be judged or criticized or hurt or rejected or used. 
And I guess as dads, we're really modeling just care, not only for them emotionally, but physically as well. Um, underneath that too is just them feeling stressed about conflicts and not ha knowing how to handle conflicts. And that journey of who they're becoming and being prepared to balance their need for belonging with their need to find their own identity. And those two things are, are super important. I understand from some of your work that um, um, what your daughter isn't telling you um, rather than what she does tell you is what matters the most. Can you elaborate on this for us and for our listeners? And how can we start to understand those nonverbal cues? Yeah, sure. Girls often need decoding, don't they? They're not, they're not up front. And dads are like, oh, I don't get her. Like, I just don't understand her. And they often try and bait us to see if we care, if we'll, we'll, we'll get engaged. And I know so many girls who pick a fight just to get their parents' attention because it's the quickest way they can sort of, you know, call everything to a halt and get everyone's eyes on them and what's going on in their lives. And reading your daughter and what she needs is something that dads can really have trouble with. Maybe, maybe I can say it like this. Dads tend to be really consistent, and I think it's a and it's a great thing to bring to homes. I mean, if they want the light in the bedroom turned off, they want it turned off every single time their kids exit the bedroom. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, if they expect the beds to be made, they expect it to be made every day. And that can lead sometimes to this rigidity, like being really rigid when we're parenting. And girls can see that as their dad's not understanding or their dad's not caring. And there's so many ebbs and flows that happen in teen girl world that I just, I guess I want to encourage dads to be flexible and zero on in on some of those little signs that today might be a day she's not coping so well. And they may have to adapt their response sometimes and, and be a little more flexible to accommodate things like hormones <laughs> and, and those biological changes that girls go through, or even the fact that she's had a really bad day at school. And let's face it, friends and relationships with friends and belonging just trumps everything in that moment for teenage girls. So I like to encourage dads to sort of, before they kind of jump and open their mouth, have a few filters that they pass things through to try and decode what's going on. Is she tired? Is she hungry? What time of the month is it? You know, what's a day at school been like? And adapting to that um, is okay. It doesn't mean you're a bad parent or you're being inconsistent. It's actually meaning you're choosing to use empathy and adapt to where she's at. As you said before, um, stepping into their world and understanding where they're at rather than expecting them to join your world wherever you're at. Yeah. Um, we're in an age, Michelle, where we're raising a new generation of teen girls with the rise in apps like TikTok and Instagram. Girls are comparing themselves to celebrities and social media influencers from their looks to their clothes to the life they live these things are usually unattainable. What can we do as parents and especially fathers to help our teen girls during a time where their self-image and some sense of self is so extremely vulnerable? Uh, and, and this is the, the biggest challenge that any family faces. 
because our girls' need for reassurance is often found online when they're not feeling connected to the people, the real-life people around them. And I feel like girls go to social media way too much for reassurance about who they are. And like you said, it's unrealistic and it's unattainable. And all it can do is breed insecurity in our girls. I've never talked to a teenage girl who feels like their friendships are secure enough. They always feel like they either don't have enough friends or no one likes them, yet you see them in the playground and see them at school and they are surrounded by kids. Um, And I think it's because the benchmark is not always friendship. It's being the most popular. And social media really plays in on that and it it can feel like a huge competition for girls. Um, If their posts don't get enough likes, they'll take them down. They can spend an hour trying to take the right selfie because it's an extension of who they are and they want people to like them. So I I just encourage, I guess, families to really realize that that thing called technology needs a lot of balancing out with real life. They need time away from it. They're not downloaded. They were born. They were born into a real world that they need to learn to engage with. And part of protecting their kids is protecting them for the need to find all of their self-worth online and giving them that alternative. One thing I think dads are amazing at at is time with their girls, you know, doing sort of things that involve dirt and grit. (laughs) I love that, you know, being able to take a girl into the real world without her phone for a few hours can actually clear her head and be an important part of her life. You mentioned one of your all-time favourite strategies to use with teenage girls is soft and close, which is something that will change the tone in your home immediately. Could you give our listeners a little insight into what this strategy is about? Yeah, I guess when you're you're parenting teenagers, inevitably at some point you have to say no to something, don't you? And we want to say yes as much as, you know, we possibly can because they need this diverse range of life experiences to build resilience. But when we feel like it's a safety issue and, and if it's for their well-being and we have to say no, I guess there's two approaches. We can be very authoritative and we can come in with a know that, It comes with us puffing out our chest and dominating the situation. Or we can say no side by side with a kid, and that's what I call soft and close. And there's many times that I've sat down with my sons on the end of their bed and said, look, I know you're going to be really mad, but I have to say no to this. And I'll totally understand if you stomp around the house for two days and and that you're not feeling okay with me, but I still have to say no. And I feel like giving girls the space to be sad, to be angry, to to bring their feelings home in a way that doesn't hurt them or other people. And that's something I've borrowed from Maggie Dent because I, I just can't say it any better. The ability to express your emotions and have space to do that without harming people around you is really important. But dads can put up with (laughs) and even create space for um, and invite their girl's emotion. And that's actually, dads, the quickest way through this whole thing. Soft and close. Love it. Um, Now, I know we could talk endlessly about raising teenage girls, but we'll end on one issue which has always been a major concern, and even more so with social media use, as we were talking before, and that's body image. If Mm. our daughter is struggling with body image issues, 
How can we as parents and especially dads support her as much as possible during this difficult stage? And this is where I feel like the gender difference is really powerful because so often mums identify with their girls' body images. To a certain degree, they bring their own baggage and they bring the tiny bit of extra drama to it. They bring their own emotions to it. And sometimes because dads are like, what's the big deal? You know, eat the burger, you know. <laughs> they just bring this beautiful simplicity to it and they, they normalise it. And I, I love that dads can do that. First thing I want to say to dads is this, you can't put an old head on young shoulders. So there are going to be times where your girl might feel uncomfortable in her own skin and it's incredibly normal. Um, and she's growing into the confident, strong woman that you know she can be. And their girls are, are discovering that they're more than beautiful. And anything that you can do to help them experience that mind-body connection and the power of their strength and capacity and even their ability to push past those body limits are really important. I see dads taking to their girls to sport and even being a part of their girls, you know, coaching programs is such a such a key thing sometimes in helping that holistic discovery. But some other ways, Caddy, is is this, you know, we can model respect and real love to our girls in so many thoughtful ways. Writing them a letter during those critical moments. Girls keep that stuff and they, excuse me, (coughs) girls keep that stuff and they come back to it in their lowest moments. My dad once put a poem on the end of my bed and walked out of the room and it was a moment where I was was, um, dating a boy that he didn't approve of and he didn't like and wasn't doing me any good, but he knew that just fighting with me wasn't the answer. And he came and put this beautiful poem on the end of my bed and he turned and he walked out and I read it over and over again. Now, I would have never told him that I read it over and over again. One thing teenage girls don't tell their parents is that they love them enough. Um, Buy her something little or special. You know, go out of your way to pick her up when you don't have to instead of her catching the bus home. And and all these all these gestures, I think, are just building this concept that you're enough just the way you are and that, that who you are and your body, even in your self-doubt right now, is, is going to be okay. And bringing that security around them during those insecure times is just such a precious thing that dads can do. It's that confidence and the security, as you say, and increasing the self-esteem, isn't it? And dads are so critical at, at that for girls especially. They sure are. They can just stand in the wings in a way that um, just brings such a lot of strength and stability to things. They don't have to say or do a lot even sometimes, dads. They carry it into their girls' worlds. That's wonderful. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us tonight. You've given us such great insight into the world of tween and teen girls. We've all learned a lot. I know our listeners um, will really enjoy listening to this podcast. Thank you so much. Listeners, if you'd like to learn more about Michelle and the amazing work she does, you can find her details on the Fathering channel. We've also got links to her books as well as her new releases mentioned earlier, which are on sale now, A Girl's Guide to Puberty and A Guy's Guide to Puberty. Michelle, once again, thanks so much for joining us. It's been lovely chatting with you and we hope to have you back on again soon. Such a pleasure. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. And enjoy your crock pot tonight. (laughs) Will do.